This is Ron Sense. This is Ron. I'm back. Holy fucking shit, it's been a minute. I've got a lot to explain. I understand that many of you are like, what the fuck? Ron Sense just took a monster hiatus. It wasn't all... I mean, it's kind of... I mean, it's my fault, but it's like not entirely my fault, okay? Like, there, there was a lot of circumstances that kind of came into the way that made it very difficult to get any sort of podcasts out. Uh, and we're going to break them all down. This is just going to be a full episode of me fucking excusing my own behavior as, uh, you know, so that I can always be right. And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what I've been up to and, and what I'm looking at and, and what I'm going to be kind of putting out there uh, in the next couple of episodes as I start to kind of get back into this. So let's take it from the top, okay? Okay, so what? My last episode, uh, I want to say, was back in like May. So in uh, in in the middle of May... Fucking, I'm outside playing with my dog, Chuck, and sure enough, you know, we're kind of like, we're playing in the yard, and I got these trees in my front yard, and got these fucking tree roots that are kind of exposed, and we're kind of playing around this tree, and I take a step on one of these tree roots, and then go to change, like, and I, as I'm going to change direction to chase him around this tree, and I, my foot slips off, because I'm wearing like these like bad shoes, and my foot slips off the tree root, and my full weight goes into the side of my foot, and just, boom, breaks right there. And I was like, great, fucking awesome, broken foot. Cool. Um, and so you're probably saying, what the hell does that have to do with the podcast? Because you don't need your foot to podcast, and that's true. Did not have anything to do with it. That's just something that has happened since the last time I have put out a podcast. I am at this point fully recovered as we are on whatever, August 15th. I, I've been recovered for a while. But so that was just kind of a funny, bizarre thing. But anyways, uh, that kind of leads into is then like the next weekend was Memorial Day weekend in which my um, my dad and his girlfriend came into town. And basically from then, that Memorial Day weekend, up through about the second week of July, we have either had people at our house or have been out of town at least over the weekend every single week. Like it was literally like uh, I had friends friends come into town and we went out and go hiking in West Virginia. We had family come into town just before that. We had family come into town just after that for like literally, I mean, it was like a full block of probably three, three and a half weeks where some someone was staying at our house. Uh, and then after that, we had... I think gone out of town for a weekend, and then then there was Fourth of July weekend. Obviously, we stayed in town, but we went boating out on Lake Norris. Uh, and then after that, um, after that weekend, I had one weekend at home that was finally like one weekend at home where it was like could kind of take care of some other shit and had to work a little, and I had to work uh, on the weekend, which sucked. And then the next weekend, I'm in Nashville. I, I mean, this was like an, an absurd period, like time period and then what then we had another weekend where i had to work and then had went to chicago for my dad's 60th birthday um and then yeah i mean it's literally and, and so like the past like two weekends we've been good but it was like finally just have weekends to like do whatever like go golfing and stuff like that i, I mean it was insane how how many pe like times that um 
we're just not available. And, and I was just like, I, I was sort of like thinking about it. I'm like, holy shit. Like there, I, when I, I've got a podcast, I, I haven't even fucking done anything in months. Um, the other thing that's kind of interesting that it had kind of come up was that, um, I use audacity, uh, music or not music, uh, audio software for recording the podcast and doing the editing and all that kind of stuff. And for those of you, many of you probably aren't aware of Audacity, but it's like an open source platform, whatnot. It's very commonly used. It's free. So like a lot of, you know, it's been a great piece of software for a very long time. Uh, And this group, like this company or whatever called like Muse bought it and they bought it and they gutted the privacy policy and, and basically, um, to, to a certain extent, kind of turned Audacity into spyware. Like, they had changed the privacy policy in such a way in which, like, they were going to be able to have so much more access to files on your computer and, and, and like, and, and, like, your Audacity file. Like, just a lot of things that became much more intrusive. And, um, and so a lot of people, myself included, I was like, well, I, I can't use Audacity then. Like, cause to me, that's just something that it's like, Audacity has been based on an open source platform. So no, like no one owns the code to it. it. It's free to use and it's free to add on to or change as you like. And so I have a problem with the idea of like trying to sort of buy Audacity and, and sort of, um, I guess as like corporately sort of monetize this thing that has existed as basically like a, a community built framework and then to also on top of that then take it and turn it into a sort of spyware type of thing where they can harvest your data uh just rubbed me the wrong way and a lot of people the wrong way and so i i deleted audacity from my computer and i was like well this really sucks because i have to find a different kind of software to use and I'm not very well versed at this stuff, and I don't have a lot of time to work on other stuff. And so I did some research, I found some other softwares, and I played around with them. But um, even this podcast, which like, for most of you, like, you're probably like, wow, this podcast sounds very amateur compared to like other podcasts you may listen to. Um, and and it does. But I, I do do like a decent amount of editing work, like each episode probably does take at least like, and like an hour to three, depending on how long an episode is, like an hour to three hours of editing work associated with it uh, to get it ready. And so, and and obviously it doesn't like sound excellent. I, I understand that. And, and I do continue to work on that. I do try and change some things up, try and find some new ways to edit it. I watch videos. I, I listen to stuff about like the functionality um, but anyway, so I had to start at ground zero. So I, I didn't want to put out podcasts where I, I couldn't even attempt to make it like sound better from an editing standpoint or, or do anything to make sure that it was sounding okay. And so I had spent like a couple of days and, and we get like a couple hours on weekends and whatnot, uh, mainly working on other software that was available to try. And uh, I was struggling with it. And then Lo and behold, whatever, maybe a week or maybe two weeks now, um, Muse, the group that now owns Audacity, basically listened to the community's complaints about the privacy policy, and they revised it 
to be much more friendly to the consumer. So um, basically at that point, I was like, okay, I feel good enough to just go back to Audacity. I know how to use it. And, and, and so, you know, we're back on Audacity. So now I actually have a software that I can use that I, I feel like I, I have an understanding of how to use and whatnot. So that's good. So that was a part of, that was actually a legitimate part of the problem when it came to getting the podcast out is that I, I basically had to give up the software I was using and, and I had to find a different software and, and I had to try and take the time to figure out how to work with it. So now that we've come full circle and we're back on audacity, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good on, on that end, fortunately. But yeah, so between those two things, I, I, it was just one of those things. I just, I, I couldn't, I, I was really struggling to get the, uh, the time and whatnot to, to do this. Now, the other thing too was like, on top of because I'm doing all these things, is I didn't actually have that much, um, to talk about, I, I mean, like you know, I, I keep up, like I read a lot, and I keep up with like what's going on. But I also wasn't doing a lot of things in in my for myself to like experience to talk about so much. Like I wasn't playing very much video games. I wasn't watching a whole lot of different shows or movies or anything like that. And so I, I was like, well, you know, what what do I have to talk about? What's new? And and I actually have been reaching out to. Uh, people and I've been purchasing some equipment so that I can do uh interviews and so I I have been trying to work on that still um and I am going to continue to work on that I'm going to try and see like I I reach out to um I kind of take shots in the dark like like twitch streamers and stuff like that I try and shoot them a dm or something and I'm like hey I know that this is a very small podcast and like this is way bigger for me than it is for you uh, but if you'd be interested in coming on to do like an interview and kind of have a talk um, about like the games that you play and becoming a streamer and all these kind of things and like your life as a streamer now and 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 whatnot, I've I have been looking at doing that. But so basically, it's sort of a cold calling thing, right? I message them on like D, you know, on like Instagram DMs or something like that, and just. Because like my profile doesn't have a lot of followers and doesn't have a lot of activity, it probably looks kind of sketchy and probably most of them don't read it. But I'm going to keep trying and I am getting the hardware and software in place uh, so that I can do that. Uh, I do have one buddy who is a musician here in Knoxville, uh, Devin, who I, I think at some point here I'm going to get him on once I have... That I I need to get an audio mixer and I have one microphone for it. The microphone I'm using right now won't work with a mixer because it's not an XLR cable. It's actually a USB. Um, even though it's kind of like a it it is also like a cardioid mic, similar to like ones that you see on something like Joe Rogan or whatever, where it's like it's on a stand, it's on a holder, it's the kind of a nicer sound quality cardioid mic, but um this one uses USB instead of XLR. So like in, in the cases of like what you might see, I, I use Joe Rogan as this example just because there's the YouTube video. So if you listen to Joe Rogan, then you, you may have at some point watched the YouTube video where you can kind of see how those microphones are both like all set up. And, um, and so those microphones all plug into an audio mixer that mixes the file to kind of bring the audio all together. Uh, and you need XLR cables to do that. 
And so, and they like they need to be XLR compatible to do that. And so I have one XLR um, microphone that I purchased. Now I need to find a mixer. And the tough part is, is like mixers get a little bit expensive, a couple, like hundred to a couple hundred dollars, depending on how much functionality. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is how much functionality do I really need? Uh, and so what price point can I really look at? And then, and, and then on top of that, I'm going to need to get a second microphone so that I can actually have them, uh, come in. Now remote interviews, I, I, I just need to use a, certain software, which, um, for example, zoom should work or, uh, there, there's some other options out there, uh, that I, I can't think of the name of off of the top of my head. Um, but I've been looking into that as well. And so I think I'll have, uh, Devin on at some point, talk a little music, talk about being like, a you know, sort of a, a, a local musician an independent musician, um, who's doing fucking awesome work. Like if you're in Knoxville and you got to look up, uh, Daryl and friends, uh, and then his, his other band that he's in funk Sanders, uh, who's been doing some recordings again, like they, they recorded an album not too long ago. I think it was called heap and fixin and, uh, and they've got another recording that they're doing. And so, I, I mean, just, uh, unbelievably talented. So, uh, probably going to talk to him that, cause I think that's really cool. Like, I, you know, it's someone who's doing something that's really interesting to me, like, uh, taking a path that's like very cool to me. Like it's, it's, it's very interesting because it's, it, it's just like, um, it's just so different than, than what most of us do, myself included. And so I, I think that that's awesome. But so those are some things that are kind of in store. Um, and, and then on top of that, what have it been? So, uh, the bachelorette season was kind of like, uh, like I, I like Katie. I, I was actually, I didn't love how the season went. Uh, so spoiler to anybody who's hasn't watched and plans on watching, there might be some spoilers here, but I didn't love how the season w- was going. There's a lot of guys that I really liked, um, Andrew and Trey being probably my two favorites. And I, I didn't love that they got bounced the way that they did. Uh, I understand Andrew was sort of like, Andrew kind of got bounced, but like, it was basically because he had to in terms of like, she had to choose somebody to let go. And it was Andrew and I just didn't agree because she just had this thing with Greg that was so stupid. And of course, like, by the way, it's like, it comes to be that Greg's a fucking loser, right? Like, who saw that coming? Uh, me. Um, I've been saying from the get-go, don't like this guy, don't like what he's about, don't like anything, like, just don't like him. And sure enough, like, he just, like, I, I don't really like to throw around the t- this term very, like, often or frequently because it's just, like, but he, like, gaslit the fuck out of her in, in like, the episode where he left, where, like, she didn't do anything wrong. All she said is that, like, I don't feel comfortable telling multiple people I love them, and so I'm not telling anybody that I love them uh, because there's still multiple people. And then, and like, Greg was all butthurt because he told her that he loved her and that he felt like she didn't respond how he wanted her to respond as if somehow that's like her responsibility was to like respond how he wanted her to respond. Like you fucking idiot. Um, so like I, he just like literally, I, I mean, 
a, a million percent just like goes on this insane campaign of like making her feel like feel bad and making her out to be like this like cold person and all this kind of stuff and it was just like this is such bullshit um but you know i am happy she ended up with blake i think i like blake moines i loved him on claire's season and taisha's season i felt like he was the most genuine dude who like really like when he was committing to you he was committing all in like i still think about on clear season uh how like he said he coming into it he read books on um what was it like living with parents with like uh what is what does her mom have is it alzheimer's or dad had alzheimer's or alzheimer's or dementia something like that right like a, a really terrible disease to like have to live with like and take care of a parent who has it um, and something that like was very close to Claire and, and obviously because of how it affected her life with her parents, what I forget which one and I apologize, but it's just going off the top of my head. But I just think about that where he was talking about like I was reading these books about this because like I wanted to be able to, you know, feel like be informed on it. I'm like, that's such a genuinely nice thing to do. Like, and like show like you're willing to put in this time, like your own time towards something like that, just so that you could be better equipped for like being there for someone is such a like great thing like a great quality in a person who like genuinely wants relationship and so i you know i i've been a big blake fan i liked when he came on to uh katie season and so i am i i as much as like i didn't love the season i am happy with how it turned out because i'm i'm happy for both of them and and it, you know we're not that far past the finale so i can't you know there's not no way i can really say for sure but it it seems like things are going well and 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 i really do hope things work out for them so but if you are a bachelor slash bachelorette fan like you like that kind of television um not like and and to be clear this is the show i'm about to recommend is not the same like structure it's just reality tv but like it, so like if you like reality TV, and you like that sort of like drama, that sort of I, I guess realistically, it's almost more if like if you were into like um, what was it like surreal life and like Big Brother, like Jersey Shore, th- things like that, right? Where it's kind of like this open like look at like how people are living in like a certain environment. Um, Alicia and I have been binging below deck and i'm gonna I'll, I'll probably do a whole episode like getting up to speak because like we have just like cruised through no pun intended um like six seasons now of below deck we have not started mediterranean but basically below deck is the show uh that focuses around uh these yachts in the british virgin islands that for like charter yachts you know, so you get like these very rich people who come on and they charter these yachts and it's like these groups of, you know, whatever, eight to like eight to like 12 or something people. And then the show really focuses on the crew that runs these yachts. You know, you've got your captain, your deckhands, um, your stewards and your cook. And right. And so like it basically what it becomes, right, is sort of like this all inclusive basically like 24 7 service for these people as they live on this boat for a couple of days um it's amazing i don't know if i just hit the mic there i'm sorry fuck god damn it so (laughs) um 
it's amazing. It, it really is. Like it, the um, just like the ah, uh, it's just such good reality TV. That's the only way I can put it. And you can find it on Peacock. So if you've got Peacock, it's there. Uh, there's like I think seven seasons, and then there's Mediterranean. So um, the original show is based on during the seasons for uh, chartering in the British Virgin Islands. And then, and then there's Mediterranean, which focuses on chartering boats in, you guessed it, the Mediterranean Sea. So it it's excellent. I, I mean, I can't say enough about how just tremendous fucking reality TV that is. Um, and then video games wise, I've really s- stepped back a lot from League of Legends. I'm barely playing, barely watching. None of it. Like, um, a, a lot of that just has to do with, like, it's not exactly like I got bored with the game. I just got bored with where the game is. And I just got, like, bored with, like, the same frustrations um, of, like, champions that are getting abused, champions that are getting played, even though they're not good. And then, like, and I think a part of that is also because, like, I was watching a lot of professional league of legends and i was getting very bored with the fact that like nobody was innovating um at the professional level like they just kept playing these same champions and team comps that were just like coin flips and it just was like it just like got boring because i was like i am like watching basically the same game with two different team names every game like, and I was like, it's just like, I couldn't, I just couldn't keep doing it. I was like, these are the, it's like, there's just no diversity in the champions. There's no diversity in the team comps. There's no diversity in thought of like how to approach the game to the point that it just got like really boring to watch. And I was like, no one's trying anything. No one's trying anything. And, it, and so like, and then like when it comes to like playing in solo queue, it's just very frustrating um, because of how like toxic generally the the community is in solo queue which is like i mean that's not that that in itself isn't like a problem like whatever literally like this is this is what video games are and this is like actually one of the problems that i have with um video games i guess becoming more of a mainstream thing like almost like a more casual thing for people like when it comes to multiplayer games and stuff where there's some form of communication whether it's typing or voice chat or whatever People are mean as fuck in video games. That that's not what bothers me. I this is I'm telling you this is like this is how it's been my entire life since I've been playing multiplayer games like since I was whatever like 8. Like the amount of people by the time I was like 12, the amount of people that just like wished my mom would die. Like and told me I was a fucking loser who should kill myself. I I couldn't I couldn't even begin to count. Right. That's just like, that's just how it is. That's just like the culture of it. Like people get competitive. They get mean because they're keyboard warriors. They're behind a computer screen. That's just how it is. And you just get a thick skin. You just deal, right? Like, and you just kind of like move it along because it doesn't mind. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't give a fuck what some ran, you know, fucking, you know, 420 69, you know, Keith smoker fucking thinks about me, you know, like, um, but like now people get like offended by it and all this stuff. And there's all these people who just like, it's, you know, there's people who just like clearly just don't really have any business 
playing multiplayer video games in terms of that's just what the environment's going to be. There's no changing it. Like, because the thing is, like, people are like, well, no, you should change that environment. Can't. I'm telling you. It's just not pot. Like, there's no level of regulating fucking chat or, like, whatever that will, like, uh, chat logs and whatnot that will allow for... Because, like, there are ways that people can be toxic without it being perceived as toxic from, like, another... Like, even in the way that people play, the things that people do, like, that are clearly just spiteful fucking bullshit things. And that's the stuff that really actually kind of gets annoying is when people, like, just tank their play just, like, just to ruin you, just to be a dick. Just because, like, they're upset with you about something where, like, they were probably wrong anyways. But... Anyways, it was like there was just like a lot of frustrations with that kind of stuff, and and like the amount of time that I would have needed to continue to put into the game to like get past that. Well, there's no getting past that because it's literally like if you watch streamers and pro players and whatnot, like it, that that mentality and that stuff exists at every level of play. So there's no getting past it. But like getting to a higher rank and feeling better about like your ability to play the game, whatever. I was like, you know, there was just a certain point right now, at least, where I'm like, yeah, I just want to step back because, like, it's just not doing it for me anymore right now. Um, but what I've been playing a ton of, a ton of, is Escape from Tarkov. I, I mean, I, I've always loved FPS games, and I just, like, have had the problems lately with, like, finding ones that I can stick with. So I, I may even get back into Valorant a little bit more, honestly, now that, like, I've been playing Escape from Tarkov and I'm kind of getting back into that kind of vibe. Um, because I used to play Counter-Strike so much. Counter-Strike, Day of Defeat, like, um, Team Fortress. I, I mean, games like this, you, you know, I just, oh, I just love them so much. They're so much fun. And now, um, Tarkov is a, a lot more in-depth than what Counter-Strike ever was. And, and I think that's in p- part what I love is that there are very much, like, um, RPG elements of Escape from Tarkov. And again, I'm going to go into like a full thing on Escape from Tarkov because I'm, and, and I am going to reach out to Tarkov streamers to see if I can't get any of them to come on and do like an interview and whatever. Cause I, I think I just, I'm so enamored with the game right now and it's only in beta. Um, but I think, I, I forget, like, I think the cheapest, um, buy in to access the beta is like 40 bucks or something like that. And I think it's entirely worth it. Um, I, I've actually purchased the edge of darkness, which is like, I don't know, like $170 or something like that. It's like the highest ranking of like, um, beta buy-in, whatever. Um, uh, basically the, the reason, and, and I think it's worth it. Uh, it, it's sort of an investment. It's a gamble, but like, um, so basically when you buy that highest tier, um, a part of what you're getting is, uh, any future DLC content. So basically when the game actually, cause like, this is the important thing to remember, like, because like the game is very deep into its beta and, um, and so like now, and especially the way that it's streamed and talked about and like played and whatnot, like you would think this is a fully fleshed out game that is done and, and not now to be clear, not in terms of like when you play the game and like when you watch the game enough, like you see there's still but there's tons of bugs and stuff to get fixed. Tons of stuff, balancing stuff that needs to get fixed. That's not what I mean. But I mean, like, the popularity of which it's streamed. I mean, there's people, like, 
Landmark and Pestily um, and like Aqua FPS and Clean and and now like um, I mean Doctor Lupo I I think has been a popular streamer you know for a plethora of things but um, he primarily plays Escape from Tarkov now um, you know and then Pestily and Landmark basically only play Escape from Tarkov like and and have enormous enormous followings and that's all they play. And, and the game is a beta. So I think people like lose track of the fact that the game is still in beta. But so like when the game is actually released as its fullest version, the assumption, and at least the way that Battlestate Games, who is who um, owns Escape from Tarkov, is that once that occurs, is that there will be expansion content. Now, if you buy the Edge of Darkness edition of the beta... You will have free access to all future DLCs, all of them. So, in my opinion, it was an investment. I was like, okay, I've been playing this game for because, like, you can buy like the small bot, like the small amount, like forty bucks, and then you can upgrade later for like the difference, like whatever, one hundred and thirty dollars, whatever it is, right? So, um, in my opinion, after playing for a while, I was like, it's worth it to me because I like this game a lot. I'm going to continue to play it, so I'm going to get my money's worth just playing the beta alone. Um, that when the game comes out, the fact that I would have access, free access for life to all the DLCs. Because, like, sometimes the DLC, con- like, for example, like, you look back at, like, Fallout Fallout 3, like, when you had, like, what, um, Point Lookout, and The Pit, and um, uh, Operation the fuck was it the one that was like in alaska um the alien one uh i think there's one or two other ones but like you think about like that kind of stuff or like you know like the elder scrolls games which i know i'm kind of going like the bethesda route so like that's kind of a bethesda niche but there's other games where there's like a lot of dlc content that like adds up i mean if you probably added up all the fallout 3 dlc content i mean you're probably looking at almost a hundred dollars uh, worth of dlcs right there or more than a hundred dollars worth of dlcs uh same thing with like like um oblivion and sky like skyrim i think i don't know i actually to to be completely honest with you it's somewhat of an embarrassing thing but i have not actually um played very much skyrim i bought it it came out uh, my freshman year of college and that was just not a good period of time for me to commit to video games in the way that i you know would have generally done but Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, DLC content is is a very big thing. And for the way that um, Escape from Tarkov, or like Destiny. Destiny is an example of a, a non-Bethesda game, right? It, it's um, Activision or whatever. Um, is like a game where there was DLCs, and, and um, that's a lot of fun. And, and um, or like expansions, right? Expansions, DLCs are kind of a, a really the same thing. Um, I, I well, yes and no, because DLCs are sort of something that generally are more applicable to like a single player game because it's content that is not required, um, but it progresses the game further if you wanted to. In the case of like a RPG, like MMO kind of game, like what uh, Tarkov is. You kind of need the expansion uh, to basically to continue to play uh, because otherwise you're kind of you're just stuck while everyone else can continue to progress. Um, 
And so it's probably more realistic to consider stuff like expansions in the way that like World of Warcraft does it. But I mean, if you look at World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft expansions, I mean, God, so what? Burning Crusade, um, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, um, Cataclysm, uh, Mists of Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor, uh legion battle for azeroth and now um shadowlands i think that's all of them i'm not sure if i'm missing anyone. each one of those what so that's eight each one of those is 60 dollars you know like so the you know that's 500 what 500 bucks for you know it's i mean 480 dollars but like you know, damn near $500 worth of expansion content. So in my opinion, it was worth the investment of like, say, 170 bucks with the assumption that I might even, you know, basically make money, so like, save money by having this so that I will always have access to the DLCs. Um, anyways, amazing game. I'm very thrilled to talk more about it. Um, and then what else? There are some other things that, oh, we watched the first movie. Uh, oh, you know what? Oh, we watched both of the A Quiet Place movies recently. Amazing. Might have to do a little bit more of a background on those too. But uh, as far as like a thriller type of movie, because like I think it gets uh, sold as a horror, but it's really more of a thriller. And, and I would tell you this especially because, so Alicia can't watch horror movies. She just cannot do it. Like she just gets way too scared. She's literally one of the most like scaredy cat people I know. Cannot handle horror movies. She loved both A Quiet Place movies. So they're more of like a thriller. Um, and, and you'll see like the way, like if you watch them or if you have watched them, you know what I mean? It's a thriller, not, not a horror, uh, but amazingly done like that, like just so fucking good. Like the, like the level of detail of it, like just like the way that it's just so interesting and different and exciting. And, and it's, it's really, really, really good. Um, so I highly recommend both of those movies. We watched the first Escape Room movie recently, and there's a second one that's still currently in theaters, so we're waiting to watch the second one. Uh, we've been we had thought about going to the theater. It's not a COVID thing, just to be clear. I don't care um, about about that, um, but it was just like a matter of like finding the time to go to the theater and whatnot, like finding a time that would work. And we've been kind of being pretty strict about our diet and exercise of late. Um, I say that as we got these giant fucking cookies from like a local bakery place that was, um, doing a sale at, for like a small business Sunday at our local brewery, Orange Hat Brewery. Shout out to them. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and get someone from Orange Hat on at some point, talk about brewing beer and, and stuff like that. Uh, cause that's really cool. Uh, they, they're really excellent. I, I mean, you, you know, for, uh, for me and, and for a lot of, probably for a lot of you who are listening who, probably primarily come from um you know the northern illinois area suburbs of chicago who many of you probably have gone up to wisconsin and to michigan and stuff like that where the the beer brewing is just much much better up there um than generally in tennessee tennessee has some good breweries um, I don't know that there's anything in Tennessee that I would say is better than anything for the most part for like 
there's definitely nothing that's like sort of if you were to make like a top five or a top 10 or something like that of breweries. I don't think there's anything in Tennessee that's going to hit into that area yet, just because Tennessee is very new to this. Okay, it's very behind the game when it comes to craft beer. But uh, there are some breweries in Knoxville that have been really doing great work of late of really speeding up. And I think Orange Hat is on its way to doing that. I think they're doing great fucking work. I think they care a lot. And I think that they are interested in doing things differently in a way to like give you like a good experience. And so, and that's really what it takes. I mean, that's sort of like, um, that's, that's kind of eventually how you get there. And so I think they're, they're on a great path, um, to making some really good stuff and they're very close. Um, oh, I have an alleged, maybe this gives away too much information about exactly where I live, but I have an alleged, I'm saying alleged, so I don't get sued here. Ponzi schemer that lives across the street from me who is in some heat. And uh, I don't know how much, you know, like detail at this moment. I think we maybe, you know, like we'll talk about this a little bit more, but they, uh, yeah, they, they, it's, they are accused of doing some fucked up shit, stealing people's like retirement money and shit. Like it's, it's no joke over here. Like, they and and I remember like they were on like commercials and shit like that and like and uh like they were doing like radio hits and they were on like the local news doing like investment advice stuff and uh yeah it's looking like this dude was uh allegedly for all the lawyers listening allegedly allegedly uh was fucking like basically telling like he made like a shell corporation and then was going to these people with their retirement money and saying like, hey, you know, this is a great investment. And then selling them these promissory notes in the shell corporation that he created from his and then, you know, on his uh, investment or financial advisor side, you know, he's going to be in a financial advisor and then selling them on the shell corporation he created. And then he pockets the money. Uh, allegedly is what happened. And uh, yeah, it's not looking good. But that's wild. I mean, I literally have a movie playing out across the street from me. So that's something. Uh, we got a fence, too. That was cool. Uh, that's big time. Chuck is certainly the, the greatest benefactor on that one. But so, the, yeah, there's been a lot going on. And this episode was mainly just to get you all back up to speed on, like, what's been happening? Why have I not been putting out episodes? Uh, what am I going to be talking about moving forward? I am going to do a better job about getting these episodes out. I promise. I just, sometimes you just get wrapped up in a ton of stuff. Um, you know, and, and this month we fortunately don't have too much travel. Um, but yeah, because what also at the end of what June was it, we had our engagement party up in Pennsylvania. we got a, another, um, an engagement party coming up in August at the end of this month that we're very excited about. Um, We've got a bachelor and bachelorette party that we're going to in September and then a wedding in October that I am officiating. I know. I'm officiating it. I, I didn't even know like how to answer that. Like when I got asked, I got it. I mean, I've known about this now for a while, but um, when they asked me at first, I was literally like, I, I didn't even like react because I was like I I didn't understand like when when they were saying like will you marry us I was like I'm confused what do you mean 
You're like, wait, what? You know, and so I've got to do that. That's going to be crazy. I'm I'm very excited. I am nervous because, like, you know, I want to make sure that I do it well. But uh, but that's very cool. I'm I'm super super excited about like getting the chance to do something like that. And so yeah, we got these big things kind of coming up. And I'm but I'm going to work on kind of getting some content out there. I am going to work on getting streaming going. Uh, you know, something that has not changed since I last uh, put out an episode is I still have not gotten a fucking 30 series NVIDIA card um, because you can't get them for fucking MSRP or even remotely. Like, if I had to pay like an extra hundred, maybe even $200, I'd do it. Uh, but still, I mean, we're talking like everything's like five, six, seven hundred plus dollars above MSRP is what's available right now. Like... So the waiting continues, which makes the streaming thing a little bit difficult because, like, I just I need my graphics card to be able to ha- handle my monitors better. Um, like, the, I have a 1650 Super. It's good. Um, but, like, if I'm also going to stream on top of it, it's a little in- intensive. Um, my, I mean, my my CPU is definitely good enough to handle it from, from the processing end, but the graphics end of things... Um, yeah, my 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 GPU is definitely kind of cracked out as is with just like playing the game and then having a second screen open for like whatever else. Um, so uh, to to kind of handle the a little bit of extra effort that comes into streaming the games uh, is a, a little bit difficult. And my RAM is fine too. I've got whatever thirty two gigs, but anyways. So that's the episode for now. Appreciate y'all tuning in. I'm going to get some more stuff out there. Hope you're excited. I'm definitely pumped. So peace out.